Earlier today, I had the wonderful, powerful opportunity to interview Sabrina Fulton, who most of us first know as the mother of Trayvon Martin. But that's not all she is. None of us are any one thing. And what I've come to understand is that victims and families of victims of police brutality and racial injustice often get reduced and minimized and caricatured into just one single part of their life, which is often their greatest moment of pain. Well, today, Sabrina Fulton is actually running for office in Miami-Dade County in Florida, and she's going to talk to us all about her run for office, what that looks like, what she stands for, and I was just blown away by her power in this moment. Can't wait for you to hear it. The the, the Breakdown. The I'm on here now with Sabrina Fulton. Sabrina, uh, you are a hero to me and to so many people, not just for your courage and determination, but you are a fearless advocate for the legacy of your son, Trayvon, for your entire family. But you've also become a spokesperson for victims of gun violence, victims of racial injustice. And now you are taking a leap into running for office there in Miami-Dade County. And uh, I want to talk with you about that. We're both parents. And I don't think there's ever a time that I don't see myself as a parent. But... I know so many people see you and speak to you through the lens of you being Trayvon's mom. How how does that fuel your desire to run for office? But how also do you show people that in addition to being Trayvon's mother, that you to me now are one of the nation's foremost experts, uh, as reluctant as you may have been to be thrown into this position, you are now an expert on racial injustice and gun violence. Um, tell us your story of how you got to where you are to making the decision to run for office. So I, I, I want to start off, Sean, by saying thank you for having me. Um, but I, I just always felt like as an average mom, like, what do I do? I found myself on you know, in an atmosphere that I didn't want to be in. I, right. I found myself, you know, I, I've lived 95% of my life happy. And then I come to this road and it's like, I'm so sad. I'm so depressed. I feel uh, hopeless and helpless. And so I had to make a decision within myself because people would have understood if I just walked away from the table and said, okay, my son got killed at 17. Like, that's it for me. You know, right. I don't do anything. I don't want to... I don't want to inspire people. I don't want to run for office. I don't want to do anything. I just want to suffer in silence. We would have all we would have all understood and and supported you through that. And if you ever transition into that, we would still support it. But but I just wasn't used to it. I just right. wasn't used to where I was. And so I told myself, like when I looked in the mirror, I wasn't proud. I wasn't happy. Mm. I was sad. And so I told myself that I didn't want to be there. And mm. that's first thing I had to do was to realize that I didn't want to be where I was. 
I didn't want to be on that street of depression. I didn't want to be on that street of sadness. And so once I told myself that and I looked in the mirror, I told myself that I was strong. And so I became. So a lot of times it's just a matter of us knowing the strength that we have within and just helping other people. I started out by helping other moms that that kids suffered from senseless gun violence as well. And that kind of take, took the edge off of what I was going through. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I started off by doing a circle of mothers. Um, we've done it for six years. We only The only time we didn't do it was this year. And that was because of the uh, COVID virus. But um, Afini Shakur was my first keynote speaker. And so I've had Maxine Waters. I've had Frederica Wilson and Corrine yeah. Brown and Lisa Nichols, Ayanna Van Zandt. I've had all of those strong women to help us through the, the state and the grieving process that we were going through. Now, once I got to that point, then I had to make a decision about what I wanted to do next. And I didn't want to be where I was. And I know that I could not help my son, Trayvon, where, but there are so many other Trayvons in this world that I felt like I needed to be an example for my son, Javaris. That's right. I needed to make sure I was a good spokesperson for Trayvon. And so I just, I just continued to move forward, continue to motivate myself. Just was like, okay, what can I do next? How can I help other people? How can I help other young people? How can I help, you know, just families and bridging um, law enforcement with the community and, and, and politicians and, and our young people? What can I do next? And my what looked like a politician, which I never thought I would run for office, but I found myself um, working for Miami-Dade County for 24 years until Trayvon was shot and killed. And I did not go back to Miami-Dade County, but I came from, I'm a product as an employee. I worked there for 24 years. Um, I worked in five different departments. And so I'm simply going back to an atmosphere, to a family that I came from. Right. My something new politics party is, but me fighting for residents is not new. Right. And, and, you know, I was trying to explain even to my staff yesterday that you are a Miami person through and through. And in great part, I, I don't know, did you ever meet uh, Kadiatu Diallo, Amadou Diallo's mother? You yes. know, I, I, did, um, I did an event with her on what would have been Amadou's 40th birthday. And... One of the things she told me, and I, I thought about you and so many other families that I've worked with and that you've worked with, is that she says so many people view her solely through the lens of not just what happened to Amadou, but through just this one singular moment, that this horrible moment of his murder. And what she was trying to explain to me is, like, Sean, not only is Amadou way bigger than just that one moment of his murder. But she said, you know, her life was so much more than just this one horrible moment. And I was explaining to my staff, I was like, no, Sabrina is like Miami through and through. But because so many people view you through the lens of Trayvon's murder, they don't know about your history. People outside of Miami don't always know your history and legacy of of working so faithfully there in the city of, of, of raising your family there, of having deep roots there in Miami. Tell us uh, some of what you're hoping to do as an elected official. Because, and I think it's important for people to hear um, that, that you have policy plans, that there are things that you want to change and things that you want to fight for. Can you talk some about that? 
So one of the things that I want to do is I want to definitely give that seat back to the residents. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, it, it, it goes to politicians. Well, I'm not a politician. I'm just a spokesperson for the people. That's right. And so we got to get back to that. We got to get back to not putting profit over people. We got to get back to listening to our residents and supporting our residents. A lot of times people get in these uh, positions and they're so self-serving. It's not about the residents anymore. It's about how much money I can make. It's mm -hmm. about the, the relationships that I have with big businesses and things like that. For me, it's about the residents. I'm still a resident a resident of Miami-Dade County. Not only did I go to elementary school, middle school, high school, I graduated from a college that's right in the district, Florida Memorial University. I have a bachelor's degree in English with a minor communication. I worked for Miami-Dade County for 24 years. I put in the work. Oh, sure. Oh, you don't have to tell me, I know, but I'm glad, <laughs> but I'm glad people hear it. The last position I worked for there was in the housing agency where I was a hearing officer for public housing in Section 8. So mm -hmm. I, I worked with no-income and low-income residents. I listened to their needs, and I really did my best to help as many people as I can because that was my job. Right. You know, people, people get, like, sidetracked. They get distracted, and they start doing other things. I've always been the type of person that wanted to help. And so <clears throat> one of the things that I want to... Um, make sure that we change is um, there are a lot of people that can't afford to live in Miami-Dade County right. um, because they're not making enough money. Mm. I don't want people to just come to Miami-Dade County or live in Miami-Dade County and just have a job. I want you to have a career so you can sustain your family, so you can be comfortable. I want people to be able to, to go outside, go to the ATM, go to the gas station, the grocery store, just everyday things and not be afraid of being robbed or get shot. Mm. I want to I talk to not only the residents, but we got to make some changes in the police department so that they understand what we go through as residents. But in turn, I want the residents to understand what the police officers go through. Mm. I want to make sure, and, and my dad was a city of Miami police officer. He retired as a police officer. So I have nothing against good police officers, professional police officers. Police officers are to, uh, who are there to protect and serve. I have no issues with it. But the bad officers, we're definitely going to do something about that. We're not going to have a person with, with 18 uh, problems that they have and, and they're still moving up the chain and they're still getting promotions and they're still... We're not going to have that. That's going to stop. I want people to feel comfortable. I want people to have a decent way of living and I want you to feel comfortable in your own neighborhood because I'm not moving. I love Miami. I'm not moving. And so we have to fix the problem, but we have to fix the problem together. Oftentimes, Sean, there's so many people that's in politics and they have their clicks and they decide that this is the way things have been for so long. Well, I want to come and break up the monotony. Mm. I want to come and break up business as usual. Why aren't the, the just average everyday businessman able to get contracts? Because all the big businesses are getting contracts. Mm. That's right. You know, I want to help the, 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 the person that's on the ground level. Those are the people, those are my people. Those are the people that I want to help the most. And, and what I know, having seen you travel all over the country, but having seen you operate there in Miami, people trust you. And I think you will really help to restore 
trust in public service in a way that a lot of people in Miami have just kind of lost their faith in elected officials altogether, but people trust you. Can you tell our audience uh, how people can support you, how they can learn more about your campaign, how they can chip in if they want to? Uh, Where can people go and when can people, when and where can people vote for you? Um, I I want people, and and I believe in the future of Miami-Dade County, and I believe that there is hope, but we have to make changes in the system in order to get, make the changes that we need. We can't leave the same people in politics and think we're going to have a change. That's right. See that by the White House. (laughs) <laughs> you know, right, what's going sure. on in the White House. If you leave the same people there, you're going to get the same results. For and sure. so what I want to do is I want to come in with a fresh new pair of eyes. I want to come in with a pure heart. I want to come in so people can trust me and believe that I am passionate enough to do the right thing. Mm. Anybody who lives in Miami-Dade County and District 1, they're able to vote for me. They have a right to vote for me if they want to see change. Yeah. Um, the way that they can get in contact with me is they can go to uh, sabrinafulton.com. That's S-Y-B-R-I-N-A-F-U-L-T-O-N.com. They can definitely go on there. They can donate. If you want to sign in your yard and you live in Miami-Dade County, we are more than welcome to, to put a sign in your yard. But if anybody want to donate, we don't think any amount is too small. That's right. You know, they can do- donate up to $1,000. But um, I just would encourage people, if you really want to see change and you want somebody that's passionate, you want somebody that's committed and dedicated, and, and you want to believe in politicians again, then I'm the right lady for you. Oh, we believe you. We believe you. And uh, thank you so much for, for coming on and speaking with me. I am excited and pumped. I just wish I could vote for you. I wish I had moved to Miami-Dade and could be there campaigning. I know it's been tough to campaign during the coronavirus pandemic, but people are excited about you and your candidacy. Uh, we'll put all of that information here on the screen and share with people as well. Uh, I, I'll be sure to share more about you and all that you're doing. Thank you for coming on. It, it's always good to see you, and we're rooting for you in every way. Sabrina. Thank you so much. And I just want to tell you, like sometimes I take a time out from social media, but I can always go to your page and I can always find out what's going on. And so I thank you for that. I, I thank you for always being crystal clear and, and we believe in you. Trust me, you have a huge platform and not everybody clicks on, on and says like, just remember that. There That's are right. way more people that are watching what you do because you're doing something very special. And continue to do it. Continue to be encouraged, regardless of what anybody says, what anybody thinks. Continue to encourage people. I appreciate that. L- listen, you're my guest and you're encouraging me. <laughs> so I appreciate you so much, uh, Sabrina Fulton. We're going to do everything we can to encourage people to vote for you. Thank you for stepping out there and running for office. We've got your back. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Bye now. Okay. Bye bye. Break it down. Break it down. Break it down. If you love the Breakdown podcast, I don't know if you knew this, but we have two other amazing podcasts 
that I would argue might be even better than the breakdown. Right now, if you go to your favorite podcast player, you can search for Sick Empire, which is our podcast about the impact of the coronavirus pandemic in New York. Or you can go to my brand new podcast with my wife, Ray, called Married to the Movement, where we just tell our story, not just about how we met each other and fell in love, but what it means to lead and be married together in this movement for civil rights and human rights. So check out Sick Empire. Check out Married to the Movement. Leave great reviews. Subscribe and let us know what you think. Check them out. Break it down. The break, the break, the break, the break, the break. The break, the break, the break, the break.